Hey everybody, welcome back to the Young Bulls Podcast. This is your host, Jackson St. Amant, 23-year-old financial coach out here in California. I run my own business, Money Mastermind, and this podcast here, Young Bulls. Super excited to have my guest on today, Travis Mitchell. He's a 21-year-old entrepreneur, founder of both Havenia and Blazing Crown. Travis, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, allowing me to join today and uh, happy to uh, be on the podcast. Definitely. Definitely. I couldn't be more excited to hear your story and I'm sure the the listeners are too. So to start, just give us a little bit of background about sort of who you are, um, the journey you've been on so far to get you to where you are today. Well, absolutely. Um, In context of entrepreneurship, I've been, um, I've been in the startup scene since uh, probably mid late high school, um, and, and this about junior year, so maybe when I was sixteen, and I was actually um, playing golf for a long time. I played competitive golf for about nine years uh, leading up to it, and um, uh, competed, traveled, absolutely loved the game. Uh, but I reached a particular point where. I was playing basketball with the guys after a workout and uh, I went for the ball, put my foot on it and slipped. And I ended up tearing my meniscus and uh, getting some bone bruises. So nothing too serious. I was able to recover. Mm -hmm. But during that time, I, uh, I really reflected on just if, if golf was really a a feasible um, like career path for me, because I wasn't sure. Uh, how long the recovery was going to be and if if I should go to college and try and try and make it in the world of golf or right. or what might be possible in the world of business so uh god I got fast it fast forward so, a few yeah. years go ahead what's that go ahead oh I was gonna say well as time went on I just took that time to to really reflect and uh ultimately made the decision to uh pursue entrepreneurship and the reason was um when pursuing sports, it's kind of an interesting point here is the probability of going to that like highest level. Um, mm-hmm. I, w- I think I was able to play professionally, but I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to stand out and be like at the top professionally. And if you're not there, you're kind of, uh, kind of, it, it's not really a very sustainable lifestyle, um, right. unless you're at the top percentile. So that yeah. makes sense. Huh, that is super interesting. So it was that at that point um, with that injury that you realized, okay, maybe I need to sort of put some more thought into my direction and maybe um, there's a different path for me. And that's when you started to see entrepreneurship. That is super interesting. So for that reason, would you consider that experience to be a, um, I would say a silver lining to some extent? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think especially during the during the years that kind of were in school, you go to school, do homework. And for me, I was also working out and competing in sports. And ultimately, there's not really a lot of free time to go deep in, in your thoughts. So right. that really gave me some time to try and find clarity for the next steps uh, in life. So mm-hmm. it was Did, definitely a special time. Definitely. Did you do a lot of reading during that time? No, I uh, I was actually on 
YouTube and I saw one of those uh, Ty Lopez ads. There we go. <laughs> and he was talking and he was, um, he was introducing a, a new course of his called the 67 Steps. Now, I know he can be a relatively controversial uh, figure online, I'm sure. At least some of you listening have heard of the Here in My Garage video. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he, um, well, hands down, it was a really cool course, in my opinion. Um, and I ended up purchasing the course and sort of, uh, I didn't end up directly following any of the, like, other courses I was involved in. As an entrepreneur, I kind of wanted to kind of carve a unique path, I guess. So right. I didn't follow any standard templates, but I definitely learned a lot as far as principles and definitely got more into reading and learning from that point on. Definitely. That's interesting. Would you say that um, investing in that course was a, a valuable de decision for you in, in your path and in your journey? I do. It allowed me to have awareness of other opportunities and possibilities that um, otherwise didn't really exist in my uh, imagination. <laughs> it was very, very much so. Yeah, well, that's interesting. And I, I know that I know that Ty Lopez gets um, some flack for who he is and his personality, but I personally, I think that the fact that he's so polarizing works for him 100% of the time. Like, even people hating him are still talking about him and spreading his message. Um, you know, so I, I think there's uh, definitely two ways to look at that. Um, but yeah, right on. I, I'm glad that you got value out of it. And it's really cool to see sort of, um, where you are today and, and tell the listeners a little bit more about, um, what you're doing now, what you're, what you're currently working on. Yeah. Um, quick question. Do you want me to give like, uh, like context of the journey of the different things that were done and that led to this point or just specifically these two that I'm working on? Completely up to you. Um, I guess I'll, I'll add a little bit more about um, the journey. So back to high school, uh, recovering from the injury, um, ended up graduating. And at that time, I was thinking about doing a fast food startup. And it's for healthy fast food. And I was thinking about it and really trying to do it. And then I realized that the cost for starting it was pretty expensive. So I decided to focus more in the world of software. And I learned more about uh, e-commerce, uh, print on demand and drop shipping. And I actually went to um, a seminar, Ty Lopez had a seminar and Justin Senior came and he talked about uh, selling cat t-shirts. <laughs> and he would sell these shirts and he did about $2 million in revenue in the year before 2015 or 16. And I, I was thinking to myself, like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I had no idea that was like something you could do. I thought, well, I thought like the internet stuff is probably government related or you had to have like some huge like business where people could do it. But yeah. I guess there's a lot of these one to three man teams that are able to generate some or, or hire uh, really decent um, businesses on the internet. Yeah. So I kind of got persuaded down that path and tried a few things. I, I started a, what was called Vivid Music Attire. And I did that for a friend who was an artist, uh, a really close childhood friend who loved um, music. 
and uh, I wanted to sell their local t-shirts and um, hats and, and uh, other merchandise for them online through through an e-commerce website. And um, I tried that for a little bit, but uh, I just said, you know, I was thinking about not maybe not going to college and maybe trying to host like a concert. I just had all these ideas. And one of the things that I ran into as that it's a problem for me looking back is I would chase an idea for a little while and then I and then I would let it go and do another one. And it's sort of like mm. known as shiny ob- object syndrome. Right. So that's something that I think held me back from getting really tangible results, especially starting out. So definitely would recommend sticking to something that you really want to hone a craft in and cultivate over time. Yeah, but um, Definitely. That, that's good advice for sure. So I'm thinking like, all right, like I'm going to do, my dad tells me, I was like, hey dad, my dad's been an entrepreneur since, um, since he was younger and done a couple businesses, some that went well, some that didn't. And uh, I asked him about the idea and we talked about it and the margins on the shirts weren't that great. And he was like, this is kind of a dumb business. Like you you should go to college. This isn't going to, this just isn't going to go anywhere. I was like, oh, that's encouraging. Okay. Um, (laughs) Thanks dad. (laughs) Um, so I thought about doing a concert, learned about that and, uh, decided not to do that and kind of pivoted a few times. Um, I ended up doing, a. I ended up kind of doing a, a, this music application with my dad started turning it into an app. But one thing I started noticing is that the relationship I had with my dad during this journey uh, and through golf, um, we, uh, we didn't always see like eye to eye and in business and like great in like, like a family context, but when it comes to like day to day operations, living in the same home and kind of talking about a lot of things, kind of debating, it was just kind of not, uh, I don't know. I just kind of felt a conviction that, that I, I needed to go. And so the same friend I built that music, uh, vivid music attire for flew back, uh, Seattle, Washington, back to the area, really close childhood friend. Uh, his name's we ended up, um, going on a walk on the trail and it's mm-hmm. year and a half, probably two years out of high school at this point. And he says, dude, you just don't seem happy. You don't, well, you don't seem like you. And, and I, I just kind of felt this weight. Like I just, what I was doing just was just kind of like, kind of just not where I wanted to be. And though externally it looked like I was doing something kind of different, but um, I felt that there was something more, something I was missing out on. Yeah. So I uh, I kind of shared with my friend like where I was at and we talked and he's like, dude, you, you need to pivot in a new, and so yeah. I don't always share this a lot in the business world, but uh, faith is really important uh, to me spiritual walk and I walk in faith and uh, I identify as a Christian. And, but what's interesting um, about that is specifically how it correlates to businesses, having a purpose for the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm kind of taking more of a, a, a larger perspective on things, whatever that looks like to, to um, it for me allowed me to measure things in the context of like life as a whole from the big picture from when I'm a hundred years old and, and beyond like, what, what am I going to do day to day if today's my last day? 
Right. Am I am I really doing something that I want to be in on the long haul? And yeah. so I ended up pivoting toward um toward a uh, uh is a um a fellowship application. It's a it's a Christian event app that brings believers together through events, groups, and and so for me this is important because I have a meaning, purpose, and value behind that and. Uh, I really love the journey and go, if you enjoy the journey, if you don't enjoy the journey, you won't enjoy the destination. And so it's not just about like having like pleasure in it, but just having a strong reason. I find that internally really has allowed me to stick to this for, for what's going to soon be uh, two years. And the, it's like got a, it's got like some momentum to it. Like the more, the more it builds, like the more I, I kind of thrive on it. And so right. for any entrepreneurs, if you can find that kind of in your heart, it, it really allows you to stay in something for the long haul and not just chase a fad and let it go and chase this and let it go. It, it really allows you um, to persevere in times where it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, definitely. I agree. You, you need to have that fire in your belly. Um, no matter what it is, what motivates you, what gets you out of bed, you need to have that and it needs to be strong um, in order to persevere because the road isn't always smooth. There will be roadblocks. So yeah, I, I totally agree. Definitely. Um, one thing I'm curious about, you mentioned um, looking back at your life when you're 100 years old, what are some of your goals moving forward? Some of your bigger goals, more personal or or it could be with business too. Yeah. So with both of the companies in regards to business, uh, Venia would qualify uh, as a 501c3 as a nonprofit organization. And looking forward, uh, we have a particular mission statement. It's um, to unite and inspire Christians through technology services. And we hope to preserve the Christian community in the realm of technology for this upcoming generation. And so that really fires me up because I want to just... Um, keep that um, fellowship accessible, just allow people to continue to grow in their community and their relationships. Because I've seen that isolation um, among people uh, with, when we're using a lot of our technology these days, we're kind of missing out on uh, the basic relationships that make life what it is. And so that's part of the mission there, but also for Blazing Crown to help companies reach uh, the crown of their mission. So whatever quarterly goals, or objectives a company's doing, we try and help them through uh, a UX UI uh, design solution um, that we're providing right now. May adjust the services, but ultimately the goal is to, to help uh, service other um, business owners to, to reach what they're aspiring to as well. Uh, so when I look back at a uh, hundred years to make sure that the light uh, was one where I made sure that I, I loved others, um, that I really, um, took care of um, family and just, I don't know. There's there's a saying I really like, like what you give is all you have. How you love is what will last. So make sure to just prioritize the well-being of others um, it versus like maybe my own self-interest. So sometimes I like to pursue my self-interest more, but I think it's really cool when, um, or at least I try and strive for that example. Um, so definitely yeah i love that and and i think that to a certain extent we do have to look out for our self-interest i think that 
inherently um, we have to be selfish to an extent in order to put ourselves in a position to be selfless. Um, and, and I love your outlook of, you know, I, I want to be successful with what I do in order to be able to give back the most that I possibly can. I, I think that is super beautiful. And I'm, I'm curious, as time goes on more, um, looking in like 20, 30 years, where do you see your role in these companies? Do you see yourself sort of staying forever in the trenches, really operating things on, from a day-to-day basis? Or do you see yourself taking a step back? Well, especially in the early days, you're wearing a lot of hats. Uh, so right now I play a few roles in both, but going forward, the vision is to, um, there's an old saying that, that uh, I really liked and they call it like a time leveraged scalable income stream. Mm. So what that is, is you do revenue producing activities, but build it in such a way that it kind of frees up your time. So I would love it in the future if the roles could be filled and I could like voluntarily step in if needed, but I love to see things grow and to see more, um, uh, people willing to contribute and to help with these organizations. And I think the only way I'm going to see that is by, by, by staying in it for, for the, for uh, at least some period of time. Definitely. Um, definitely. Until you're able to sort of take right. that step back and leverage your time that, that makes perfect sense. And I, I like the, um, the term that you use there. That's a, a new one. I haven't heard that before, but it basically describes the ide- ideology of financial freedom. Well, and go ahead. Well, yeah, it totally is. And, and when you're kind of breaking down that word, it, you know, time leveraged, right? So it's something that you kind of, you're able to free up your time and it's scalable income. So what's cool about the internet is uh, stuff can actually passively earn and generate an income without you being there presently right. uh, like physically you can be sleeping you can be traveling going and experiencing life and, and doing some of the things that you want to do and uh, and also being able to, to jump in and and update things um, if you want to but it's more it becomes more optional. And that's something I really am aiming for uh, in the long haul. So, definitely, absolutely. definitely, and and so am I. I call it the uh, the financial freedom factor. I think the traditional equation of time equals money um, is a bit convoluted, misleading, and in some cases leads to an unhappy life because people fall into the trap of thinking that the only way of doing things is directly exchanging your time for money. Um, but in reality, there are other ways of doing it. There are ways of passive income, investment income, um, all of that. So I think that the equation instead of just time equals money should be something more like time plus uh, financial freedom factor or something. Anything that doesn't require your time but can still produce money over a long period of time consistently. Um, and that's what equals money. And, and then the goal is just to build that up to a point that you can support your lifestyle um, and then your time is completely taken out of the equation absolutely yeah yeah that, that's super interesting to me um, and I think also um, for you a lot of this is really based around passion based around um, faith and I think 
it's interesting that you're going the direction of sort of backing out um, because that's what I would do too because once you've sort of gone to the point where you can live your life on your own terms and decide how you spend your time, money is not a factor and you can do things solely based on purpose and passion because you want to, not because you don't have to take the most expensive job because you need to pay the bills, right? for example, right? So um, that is amazing. Um, Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, I'm curious, too, um, moving forward. So that's sort of what, like, financial freedom looks like for you and sort of the ideology behind it. Um, but looking backwards now onto your career, what are some of, what would you say actually is the single most valuable lesson that you've learned so far that you'd want to share with the listeners? Well, the thing, the thing is, is, it might sound kind of silly. There are some guys out there that are kind of like, you know, it's not about emotions. It's not about, it's just about kind of being tough and like, person. I guess that's not as much, but right. if you look closely, Tony, Tony Robbins has an interesting thing and they call it like these incantations. And there's sort of this practice that people have in the morning where you kind of generate like emotions. Um, so, but I would say the most single, most valuable lesson for me is, is taking that free time to find clarity in your life, in your heart for the reason, like, why am I here? What am I existing for? And building your life around purpose and that, and if there's like a peace in your heart that can like continue to propel you forward. Cause there's no weight. There's no like grip or conviction. You're, you're kind of like free to run toward something that you sincerely believe in, in your heart. And it makes the work not like work. It's, it's really a special thing. And uh, I wish I could explain it better, but it, to me, it's really about, it is about how you feel and generating your um, like emotional state, really getting like excited and hyped in the morning. Something not a lot of people talk about, but having like your vision, uh, yeah. having like some audio affirmations, doing some meditation where you're really seeing where it is you want to go. But, but building that, getting really excited, it's kind of crazy, but you just, ah, and, and you kind of get, you hype yourself up. And it sort of allows you to kind of drive that, that extra mile and put in that extra effort early on. So then eventually, uh, as time goes on, you, you can uh, um, experience life with more choices um, through financial freedom, through just like also just personal like gratification, just knowing that the work you're doing is making a difference in somebody's life. It's very fulfilling. A lot of people, I would encourage even entrepreneurs, people to try some kind of like community service where, where you're not thinking about yourself, where you're stepping into the shoes of others and really giving, like really just thinking about others, just giving fully. And you might find yeah. something really fulfilling in that, that in your imagination might not be that fulfilling, but the action is fulfilling. So that's like a cool thing. So a lot of times in your mind, something that seems really cool isn't when you're, when you're actually doing it. But sometimes what doesn't seem quite as cool might give you tremendous, um, just tremendous life uh, that you, you just, sometimes you have to test a few things to find where that is, but yeah. <laughs> definitely. No, no, definitely. I, I agree a hundred percent. And one thing that personally I've done for a while and volunteered at, um, is taking care of the elderly. Um, just something I do on the weekends every once in a while in my local community. And I think it's super important, like you said, just in terms of, 
um, being selfless, but also there is a lot to learn about life from a generation that has already experienced it, that has so many more decades under their belt than we do, you know? Um, and I think it's a shame there's such a big disconnect between our generation and the older generations, but um, I just on that point, I think there's a lot of value in being selfless, and um, there's a lot that you can get in return, too. You are what you give, like you said. Um, that's beautiful. Are there any other lessons that have really stuck out to you besides sort of channeling your inner energy and um, working towards a passion? Um, yeah, so I like to set goals specifically on a quarterly basis. And um, just um, actually, can you say that one more time? Like valuable, like lesson? Is it like something that I'm practically doing or like a wise quote or, or where would you like me to take this? What were you think? What do you have in mind, like for valuable lesson? I'm good. I mean, anything that you've sort of learned along the way that you picked up that was super valuable. It could be a mistake that you made and you learned a lesson from, um, yeah. or it could oh. just be something maybe a mentor taught you, uh, whatever it may be. Um, I got one. I hope you, I hope whoever's listening hears this one. I'm ready. If you're on here listening. Uh, and you are doing online course and you are reading. When I first heard that Ty Lopez was reading a book a day, I was really looking up to that. And I was physically reading like two or three books a week, like sitting there for hours reading the book. Wow. Until I realized, until I realized, it's like, yeah, it's cool, but your mind can't really absorb it all unless there's some exceptional person. But usually, like, it's kind of hard. But here's the big one I was reading and binging knowledge. And I, I didn't even elate to the fact that actually he reads a different book every day for 15 minutes. So he reads a different a book a day, right? He reads he opens a book for the day and reads a chapter that's relevant. Yep. But watch this, it's relevant and it's practically applicable to what you're doing. So all I would right. binge all this knowledge and take these online courses. And I was like Netflixing these online courses and I wasn't actually doing anything I was being taught. Another kind of downside a little bit to school is you want to be able to get out there and start practicing what you're doing and uh, applying it. So if you're taking an online marketing course to make time in your day to apply those principles, to apply what you're learning so that it stays in your mind and share it with others. So it really gets ingrained and not just Netflixing online online education courses or, or, or podcasts. Or It's great to consume. Great content but also to make time to apply what you're learning and i didn't balance that and that was not that was a mistake yeah and so, hey you you learned from it and you you moved on i think that is super interesting the point that you bring up of i call it sort of like analysis paralysis you can spend so much time consuming and thinking about a certain topic um but at the end of the day none of that matters without action and i so like you said it's just a matter of finding the right balance because I mean, like meaningless, directionless action won't really move the needle forward either. It needs to be based on some sort of knowledge and right. So there has to be um, both in order to progress, in order to grow. And so that's really interesting. And I think it's easy to make that mistake. I, I definitely have done the same thing. Um, looking back at my life, I've sort of forced myself to read thinking that 
the more information I'm able to keep in my head, the smarter I'm making myself faster, but really it's not the case. It's more about, okay, what am, what am I going to use today or this week? What's practical? Let me read up and learn a new skill, I think is a much better use of your time. Absolutely. Like, um, even if you're leveraging mnemonics and, and memory tricks and stuff, if it, if it's not, if it's staying in your mind and, uh, over time, you, you, you might like remember it when you, when you kind of face something. I mean, it's good to have knowledge, but yeah, without it being applied, it's kind of, it doesn't really get ingrained into your habits and into your life where, which is where it can make the real difference. Definitely, definitely. And that that was personally, like, when I was younger, that was one of my big qualms with the traditional education system is that it sort of force feeds a lot of information that isn't practical and that, like, the majority of the people that it's being fed to aren't going to use. And it ends up just sort of, like, in my opinion, at least sort of wasting space in your brain where you could be reading manuals and books specifically on what you are setting out to do and what, what you want to yeah. do, what makes you happy. And yeah. um, in my opinion, that would, would produce a better result a lot quicker. It'd be a much more effective way of getting to where you want to go. Um, so also on the theme of looking back at your career, um, those are some really important lessons and thank you for sharing those with us. I'm also curious, what are some of your, um, your accolades or some of your, your most proud moments thus far in your career? Well, one thing, um, is if you look back toward, at least for me back when I was in the world of golf, I did that for about nine years competitively. And you start like, you sort of see the things that you reap. So so I I actually, one of my big highlights there was winning the junior PGA national championship team, whereas on a national champion team. And that was like super amazing. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We, we, we represented California in the West coast and we ended up winning in, uh, in Illinois. And it was right before the Ryder cup, um, which is a popular PGA tour event. We got to do like the long drive there and there were like a a lot of pro golfers that came to, and we had like a little TV crew. And it was like a few moments where I felt really in the spotlight, um, in my life. And there was also, um, high school was fun going to play and, and compete, um, in the state championship and in the North coast sections and just different, um, endeavors. So I found that the real traction that I've seen, sometimes it doesn't come immediately. And for me, that was sort of the case. Well, with golf, there were some early signs that were positive, but for me, for business, I've been having more like delayed gratification. I've been sort of wanting things to happen really fast, but for me, um, I've found that I need to be a little bit more, like have a little more patience and, and know that like, that it'll sort of, um, with perseverance and doing things in the right order. So not like jumping. So like one thing I just want to kind of, I'm sorry, I think I'm diving off the question here. Do you, do you want me to go back or am I? No, go for it. Go for it. Like with, uh, with some of this stuff too, is trying to do, trying to like skip steps, trying to like jump from one area and, and jump up like a bunch of levels. Like a lot of people think that, like, for example, if you're doing a tech startup, like, 
you just, you're doing it one day and then all of a sudden it blows up and you have this big business. It's like, there's like a lot of steps in between that, where you scale, where you uh, do things in proportion to the growth that you're at to allow that to happen. So building and doing the right action in the right season is important. So just really emphasizing one last point I just want to say is, is when you're learning, learning stuff that's relevant to the season you're at in your life and just being honest, like, Hey, I'm starting out. I need to learn like starting out type of, of philosophies and principles, getting right. that foundation and just building it step by step. Because when you try and, you know, uh, there's this example where a man has his hands tied around his back and he tries to jump one step. He goes up the staircase one step at a time and he's doing fine. Then he does two and he's okay doing two at a time. Three becomes a stretch, but then he tries to do four at a time and he falls down and he hurts himself. And that's the same way if we try and do four jumps, jumps at once or try a lot of stuff, there's can a lot of times be, um, you kind of can fall down and get yourself not growing in a sustainable way so definitely yeah. definitely I, I would say that everybody has their limits in terms of how much they can take on at one given time and the only way really to find that is to try and to hit the limit um and then sort of define the boundaries from there and, and move on and um i think from there you can sort of find what the sweet spot is for you in terms of your own personal growth so, um, yeah, def definitely thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Um, one other thing I wanted to move on and talk about was more on the side of books and just sort of consuming knowledge. I really like your messaging in terms of being intentional with what you consume. Um, and for our listeners, um, the, the big messages and the big motivators for us, I mean, obviously with you, like entrepreneurship and, um, we dream of financial freedom. So what are, I'm curious, what are some books that you have read that you would recommend, um, that have really shaped sort of your outlook in terms of that? Well, there's three books that come to mind, but the top book, uh, for me is made in America by Sam Walton. So for those of you who don't know, he made uh, Walmart, uh, the company Walmart and Sam's Club. And uh, during his life, he mentions in the book these 10 principles that he sort of lives by business for sharing equity, how to motivate other teammates and how to, um, how to commit, talking about the importance of committing and believing in your business more than anybody else and how that allowed him to overcome a lot of his personal shortcomings. So learning, uh, learning those 10 principles, I have them written down. I look at them regularly. Um, it, I think is extremely valuable. So that would be my first book made in America by Sam Walton. Okay. The second one would be good to great by Jim Collins. And he really talks about the differences between companies that have been around a while that, that, that are good and that are kind of like average, but also like why some are, are really great and amazing. And he dives into the fly, the flywheel and some other concepts that can really allow have its foundation uh, great. And it actually takes just as much time to be good as it does to be great. So it's really just the habits of and principles and the foundation that, that can make an organization uh, truly great. So, mm -hmm. And the last one is The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. In case you don't know, I've been saying habit a lot. Uh, I just think habits are really a foundation uh, of your routine and your day-to-day -day life. And those ultimately shape the trajectory of your, of your future. So Charles Duhigg talks about a lot of interesting things, some of which he talks about dealing with habits as it correlates to 
just ineffective practices. Uh, it's just being distracted when you're working, but also uh, tackling addiction and different challenges um, through a cue, which is a, like a trigger and your re- res- like uh, routine. So how you, how you respond to it and then a reward at the end. So the habit he talks about is broken down into three parts mm-hmm. and uh, shaping those in a way that um, is on track with wh- where it is that you're hoping, uh, hoping to go. So, so having those habits, um, yeah. So those are my three recommendations. Awesome. Books. Hope yeah. you get a chance to check. Them. Definitely. No, I, the third one I I've read and I definitely enjoyed. I think the habits are a huge part of defining our overall success. I agree with you on that point. Um, fully and sincerely. And the other thing too, I think is what's equally, if not more so important is our mindset. I think the way that we view our situation um, and the way our perspective on a lot of things sort of shapes our habits and our actions um, and thus our results and our success. Um, and, And along the same lines, have you read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear? I've uh, I've heard great things. I um, I may have to check it out. I haven't I haven't uh, read it, but I have heard of it. Definitely, definitely, highly, highly recommend. I I've read both, and I would say that they compare, and um, each shares insights that the other doesn't. Um, so I, I think you might enjoy that. Well, awesome, Travis. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on and um, sort of sharing your story with everybody. There's a lot of golden nuggets um, that you dropped, just sort of lessons that you've learned, books that you've read. So, so thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely, it was uh, it was great uh, being on the in the podcast today, and uh, I really enjoyed our time together. So, definitely, thank yeah. you again. Yeah, of course. Uh, bef- before we sign off, is there any um, sort of parting message that you want to leave with the with the listeners? Uh, yes. Uh, the parting message is, um, I guess, kind of the closing words would be just um, when, in the context of financial freedom, remember it's about the service that you do for others um, that reaps the reward in your life it's it's sometimes people have it backwards thinking like you you earn the money and and that's what makes the difference it's actually what you give to others and that the, the, that it follows the value that you're giving and it, it comes back to you and it can be a really healthy relationship uh, monetarily and can allow you to to um to yeah to move forward so beautiful thank you so much and um just Last thing, if anyone wants to get a hold of you and talk more about uh, what you've got going on with the Havenia, about Blazing Crown, uh, or just start a friendship, um, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so the link would be uh, Linktree. So it's spelled a little funny. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash T Mitch 777. And from there, you can connect with me on uh, some different social channels or scope out uh, the companies see see what we're up to. Um, feel free to message me and reach out or whatever you prefer. That's where to find me. 